0: From your basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a while, topping the charts.
1: Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now, here are your host Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome back to a new episode of the Podcastianos. I'm Jordan Hall. And I'm joined, as always, by a man who's finally willing to get back to the business and stop being a diva. It's Eric Wayne. Eric, thanks for finally joining me.
0: I'm sorry. What? Who is this? Who are you? What are we doing? What's going on?
1: It's been a long Lost. summer. How, how the heck are you?
0: Oh, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I've been refreshed by watching a little less baseball. i been following my team. Loving the Tigers. But uh, it's been like almost... What two months since we've talked? Three months, all? Yeah,
1: I think the, I I was looking at because I I have my notes in in a Google Doc, and the last time I'd open up the Google Doc for the for the show outline was like mid May. A lot, That's a, a lot of life has passed since then.
0: A lot of not a lot of wins. Not, <laughs> we haven't we haven't missed a lot of wins, but we've missed a lot of bases.
1: Several castros have have come and not gone yet since then.
0: Yes, we are we are flush with Castro's
1: <laughs> um so let's let's get into the big business um Nick is gone our our show's namesake is or excuse me Nicholas if we're going to refer to him for one last time I suppose we should probably get his name right Nicholas yeah, Castellanos Nick is has departed nickname um <laughs> uh so w- what were your thoughts on the trade and then we'll get to the important business of, of the show
0: well, okay, so there's this pair of trades. Uh, let's take Nicholas's first. He was sent to the Cubs for one Alex Lang and Paul Reichen, Richin? I'm assuming it's Reichen. Uh Mr. Lang is now our 29th best prospect, according to some website, whatever. And Paul Reichen, Richen, is uh, 19th. So we got a, got a couple pieces back from Nick. Nick is purely a rental. Uh, but we can say this about Mr. Castellanos. He has been on a tear. He sure has he's been trading. Um, so and I'm I'm happy for him. Are uh, you? Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited for him. Um, he, you know, it's good.
1: I don't know that I'd go as far as to say that I'm excited for him. He's had some um, disparaging words about his former club. and And to be fair, fair play to him. Like he left an yeah. absolute dumpster fire. But still, I I have some
0: disparaging comments about his former club. Are you kidding me? It's one thing to say when you're part
1: of it. Like you're gone. I don't know. It's it's Uh, like one of those things that are like, I can make fun of us because I'm here. You're gone. You can't make fun of us anymore. I don't know. I get that.
0: Some people try to make the point to me that he was like insulting the fans because he made a comment about. You know, being in late innings and being behind at Wrigley and fans were still there. And then, oh, if this was, you know, we were behind late innings at Comerica, there wouldn't be anybody here. Yeah, that's because well, you guys
1: always lose.
0: Yeah. And I was like, well, Nicholas, there's some good reasons for that.
1: Right, And and you're not immune to it. If he had hit anything like what he's hitting for the Cubs now for us, A, we might have been able to get something for him. No disrespect to the (laughs) two gentlemen you mentioned earlier. And B, maybe we wouldn't be threatening for the worst record in baseball history
0: yeah there it was touch and go there for a while uh flirting with the worst record but But yeah
1: um he's gone off the deep end a little bit um the every night is like opening night thing that's a little little trippy for my taste
0: yeah and he's yeah it's a little surreal because it's like well you can't prove to me it isn't and he's just kind of talking silly talk and i i I suppose you're allowed to do that after a hundred and thirty games or whatever it is, but come on, it's a little silly, silly. All
1: right. So let's get to the, the main business. Do we need to, is- do we need to rename the show? I, I like realistically, where, where do you I've to be honest, I haven't had a whole lot of time to think about stuff like this r- lately. Where do you come down? We're, we're kind of uh, brainstorming on the air here. Do you think we need to rename the show?
0: We probably should. I mean, Nick's not with the team anymore. I don't think it's urgent, but I threw out there the podcast to be named later. It's not bad, and I thought that was pretty good. Unfortunately, there's a couple of other ones already.
1: Now that's a problem. We gotta have something unique. Yeah. yeah. So, I feel like the big one that's been has been um, suggested to me is the Pod Castro, which yes. I think is good. But here's the problem with that: Are you going to turn in tune into a show that's named after <laughs> Harold? And or Willie Castro. Like, I have serious questions about a person who spends their free time listening to a show that's named after those two specific baseball players.
0: Yeah, oh, that's it's a good suggestion. I like the the punniness. Yeah, it goes with it's, podcasting. It's an 80
1: grade, you know, pun like that. But yeah.
0: But it's not the it's not the elegant solution we're looking for.
1: No, when we named it after well, I say we when you named it after Nick, <laughs> he was the, he was the big young thing coming up. Like he was the you know we thought we were gonna have that name forever. Obviously, nothing lasts forever. Um, but I mean, seriously, who if if we're go- gonna go the player route again, like, what are our options? I mean, there are just absolutely zero that I'd be confident in three years. Oh yeah, that name will still be worthwhile.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to go in a different direction. We have nobody we can hitch our wagon to.
1: I mean, it's either got to be like um, stadium themed or legend themed. I don't know. Like I'm I'm yep. I don't super want to go down like the legend route because I feel like I'm more of a <laughs> what's going forward than, you know, Trammell yes. and, and Whitaker type of guy.
0: I don't know. Well, I, I think what we do is we keep this name till the end of the season. That seems fair. And then, if we decide to reboot, you know, kind of for 2020, then we, you know, put on a fresh face. But we don't need to decide today. That's true. You know uh, what I'm good at? Doing nothing. <laughs> Super good at that.
1: So obviously, this brings us to this week's leadoff question. Um, if you had to rename the show right now, which we just said that we're not going to do, what would you name it?
0: Brian. Brian. I no. I I have no idea. <laughs> Like okay. Gus. We always talk, my family always talks if we ever got a dog, we'd name him Gus.
1: Alright, based on what?
0: Gus, the Tigers. I mean, podcast. I like it.
1: I just I don't no, understand. I don't
0: I there's nothing to understand. I can't think of anything clever. Okay. And it it's not happening for us. We could call it the Detroit Tigers podcast with Jordan and Eric. <laughs> you gotta say it like that kind of sing songgy. Gotta yeah. sell it. For
1: sure, we should just say start saying everything sing songy.
0: Yeah, that's a good idea.
1: Yeah, and uh I don't really have anything. The only thing that you know I, what I, we
0: need to name it. I just had an idea. Oh, Here we go. The North River Vodka Podcast, sponsored by North River Vodka. You got to get some of that money.
1: I would, monetize. I would be completely fine with that, Chris. We'd the official podcast. We'd be fine with
0: that. The, the, the official podcast of the North River Vodka.
1: Okay, so before we get to all the contact, ta- contact info, I do have a big announcement for you and all the listeners, although you actually know this. Um, so I have a photograph that is a finalist in the Potawatomi Zoo, which is at South Bend, Indiana. Um, it is a finalist in the zoo scenery category of the photo contest. Um, and I would like to win it. I'm I'm plenty vain enough to to know that if I'm into the finals as I am, that I really really want to win. So here's what I need from everyone out there that's listening: please go to my Twitter feed on the like pin tweet. I have some instructions. Um, it'll take you to the picture on Facebook. It's a fish. Honestly, objectively looking at the other. F- fish or the other pictures in the category it is the best photo in the category let's not let's not mince words there um but don't like my tweet actually go to the photo on the zoo webs or on the zoo facebook page and like it there don't even tell me that you're too cool for facebook and you got rid of that back in 2012 (laughs) because let's be honest you still have a a facebook where you are argue politics with your aunts and uncles and whatnot Yep. But anyway, my Twitter is at JordanHall23. Um, it'll be in the pinned. Or you can just go to the Pottawatomie Zoo Facebook page, go to the photos. And the really cool one of Fish, like that one. Don't like any of the other ones. There's a kid on a merry-go-round who's in second yeah, screw place. Screw that kid. We're screw trying to that take kid. that kid down a notch. He's yeah. real cocky, and I'm not standing for that.
0: I got to tell you, Hall. Yep. Winning a zoo photography contest is seriously some community chest card from Monopoly BS right there. So you it, is the that worth $15, photo- I feel like? collects $25.
1: In addition to the $25, it's so it's for like a um, conservation calendar. There's 12 categories, you know, for the, the 12 months. So in addition to... The, the fifteen dollars from the community chest. I, I will also have my photo plastered in front of probably hundreds of people that have this Kids. of people this calendar in their house. But I very much want to win. Because you know like guys know how, how much I like zoos.
0: You you do like zoos. I love how like normal podcasts are like trying to sell audible dot <laughs> subscriptions or whatever. And we're like okay, we need you to vote for some this zoo picture. Yes. <laughs> A lot of people.
1: Thousand percent where we're at. All right. Contact info on Twitter. I am at Jordan Hall 23. Eric is at, I have Comeric Eric on it. That's not true. What's your new that's one hard.
0: again? Eric Wayne's Brain.
1: Man, that's going to take some getting used to.
0: Yep. Eric Wayne's Brain. That's uh, where I'm at now. The show they is changed
1: at, it. at Podcastianos, which, let's be honest, I haven't updated that since the Pittsburgh season started, but we're back now. So I'll start too. On Instagram, I am at Jordinho4. And we'd love it if you'd take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. If you do, leave us a review. Take a screenshot of it and tweet to us, and we'll read it out on next week's show in our appreciation. Um, I haven't checked the reviews. I I doubt we got any over the summer, but I suppose you never know.
0: We'll check soon,
1: I'm sure. For sure. We will most definitely do that. I'm Blaine Hardy and
0: you're listening to the podcast Gianos.
1: Uh So Eric, I'll give you the choice. Do you want to start tonight with the Tigers or with the Pittsbitters?
0: I think this is the time of the show where we need to get your debrief on the happenings in Traverse City. And I'm curious, you got to tell us a little bit about the pit spitters, the pit season and uh, your experience behind the microphone. So tell us a little bit.
1: I'll, I'll just give a little bit of background. Um, As anyone who listened to the last show before the hiatus knows, I was the broadcaster for the Traverse City Spitters this summer. It's a Northwoods League team um, based in my hometown of Traverse City. Northwoods League, uh, think the Cape Cod League, except for maybe like a a step down or two as far as talent level. Um, Primarily uh, a lot of college juniors that are trying to get in front of scouts one more time before the last... um, you know, their dra- last draft draft go through. And yeah. then there's also a lot of, uh, underclassmen who didn't get a lot of at bats or, or innings on the mound, um, for their college teams, uh, getting some more reps, uh, primarily in the Northwoods league. It's primarily kids from the Midwest, a lot of college, like big 10, uh, big, mac teams big 12, maybe mac yep definitely d2 um,
0: some d2 guys yeah, there's a or... lot of
1: GLIAC guys which yeah
0: so like grand Valley saginaw Valley yeah, that kind there's of thing.
1: there's a lot of talent in some of some of those ta- uh schools it's not you know necessarily as big of a jump from like you know the oakland conference to the GLIAC, as as you might imagine um right. but anyway the so it was the first year in existence the um ownership group from the west Michigan white caps Bought the franchise and the stadium at um, what is now Pit Spitters Park uh, from the Traverse no, It's beach not Warfel
0: Stadium anymore.
1: No, no. Fooey on that.
0: Is it still Chum's Corner, though? It is. <laughs> it will forever be Chum's. It was Chum's
1: Corner long before the, the Beach Bums and will be long after. Um, We've lost like half the people here. Sorry, just keep going. (laughs) So this is the first year. um, They started out about 13 and 13, something like that, and then rattled off a now league record 18 straight uh, win streak. Um, Ended the year both first half, second half, regular uh, division champs, and then they won the entire thing um, on a walk-off error actually in the ninth inning i'm I'm sure my call was actually really bad because it was supposed to be just a routine ground ball the third that you know five three inning ending put out and instead it got away from the first baseman and they scored the winning run and the championship was over it was uh actually a little bit startling but um broadcasting itself is i have a whole new respect for matt Shepard. i know you guys are yeah probably a little sick of him uh but it is such a tough gig, and obviously having a, a co-host and making it a little bit more conversational makes it a little easier on him. Um, I didn't have anybody; it was just me talking for three hours, which I'm sure is probably all of you guys' nightmare. Um, but it is it is tough. You're like it's the most mentally um, like there's just so many things going on. And you're trying to take them all in at the same time yeah. while trying to like regurgitate them into a um, coherent manner, all while trying to keep up with, you know, keeping keeping my own book. It's not exactly like there was a a stats intern for me. Nicky, right? Nicky, yeah, Nicky you got to spring keep for for an intern for me. So that was that was a bummer. But it have was, your
0: bookkeeping skills developed throughout the year? Oh
1: yeah, oh yeah, no doubt about it. And knowing what kind of stuff I need on my scorecard to begin yeah. with really really improved over the course of the year. Um, I was actually looking back through and like, at what point did I start putting, you know, the slash line or, you know, the, everyone's slash lines on there and, hmm. and, you know, what they've done over the last seven days. And it was, I mean, it was definitely a, uh, a learning experience. I'm I'm not going to lie to you. Guys, Labor I'm, of love. Yeah, oh, for sure. I'm not, I'm not good enough to make any sort of career in broadcasting, but for a, uh, summer hobby, it was, it was pretty awesome.
0: That's pretty fun. Tell me about these kids experience. Uh, did they uh, they're taking it seriously when they when they, or not when they won? Did they go nuts? Is they taking it all in stride? What's what's an experience for an average pit spitter like? So that's a
1: really interesting question, because I think the experience for an average pit spitter and an average Northwoods leaguer is very different. Like, OK, they bought in hook, line and sinker from the. From the first day, um, the manager, Josh Reban, who I actually randomly played with at Adrian for a year. So it's kind of one of those small world situations. Um, him and his staff were just incredible. Like these kids had never met each other. Um, and then they're yeah. essentially a team the next day. Like, I, I don't know how he do- does it. I mean, that's why he's the manager and I'm the broadcaster. Um, <coughs> excuse me. So, yeah, they, they were bought in. Um, I mean, they had five or six walk-off wins that they just went nuts after. But if you contrast that with the typical Northwoods leaguer, um, many of them want to get their innings in and get out of dodge. So it's okay. not necessarily the common experience of what I saw. Um, there, there's actually a foul pool, foul pull sports, um, kind of uh documents the plight of the summer leaguer and their big hashtag is can i go home now um right. which i think is more of the uh typical experience whereas I see. a lot of teams lost a lot of their players over the season whereas the pit spitters lost virtually nobody like nobody wanted to nobody wanted to leave which is is for sure different than just about any of the other teams in the league
0: Well, having that in mind has to inform your selection process when you look at some of these kids, too. It's not it may not be even the most talented kid that you can find. It's okay. Who is somebody who's going to stick with it? Who fits? Who's going to improve and buy in and all those kinds of things? Is that part of the selection process? Oh, for
1: sure. And when Mickey showed me the roster, um, you know, there's a couple of kids from Michigan, a couple of kids from Michigan State and the rest of them were all Mac or Gliac type guys. And I'm like, Oh man, like there's no big name right. on here at all. And I mean, that didn't matter. Those guys were all there essentially for the entire season. And it, it showed there was some guys from Vandy. There was some guys from a bunch of guys from the sec, um, that were there early left, you know, later on, I, you know, I've only, I only saw half the league, so you can't speak to the other half, right, but right, right. for a large portion, um, It was a little bit different. Some of the more bigger big time program guys maybe seemed a little bit less bought into the whole concept. And it was essentially a training exercise just in front of crowds. Yeah. If that makes sense.
0: No, it makes sense so i have to tell you i have a little bit of a beef I, when you got the gig i was pretty excited i'm like oh i'm gonna see you know clips of baseball with the dulcet tones of <laughs> one jordan hall layered over um and maybe i'll tune in for a game or whatever but i found the northwoods league to actually be prohibitively expensive to check in with yes is there anything you're allowed to say about that
1: um I, I think at this point, I, it it is what it is. Yeah, the, I believe the entire season package was 200, two hundred, either two hundred or two hundred fifty bucks, which is, I mean, let's be honest, that is just straight up bonkers. That's banana pants, like. Um, It was 12 bucks per game. Uh, So, yeah, I don't I'm not entirely sure who was watching me all summer, but, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. But they were very uh, protective of their clips. I was actually denied um, access to the Dropbox that had all of the highlights. Like I couldn't tweet anything out all season, Um, which was was primarily to, I, I guess, to try and draw traffic to their streaming service but sure. yep. um in the end i think all it kind of proved to do was just limit the exposure that i was able to i mean all of my followers are midwest baseball fans like that is the northwood's the prime, prime client like so it didn't make a ton of sense um but the Pitts Bitters organization itself led by mickey graham former vp of Something at West Michigan. I don't know exactly. Yeah,
0: marketing. Yeah, yeah. I, he's he does so much. I, I would say both you and I are both big fans of uh, Mickey Graham and the work he's done throughout the years. So yeah. the um,
1: the entire organization was was awesome. Like baseball is a game that means a very very lot to me, as does my hometown of Traverse City, and to see that this is how baseball will be you know represented in Traverse City in in at least the immediate future is is something that's really really cool for me whether I'm actually you know part of it or not going forward it's you know, it, it's worked out really well. I'm I'm super happy with what they've
0: done. Yeah, the White Caps took their good leadership, their good ideas, their system a little bit, took it north, and I think, uh, you know, I wish I would, could have been there more and stuff. But it sounds like you had an awesome season.
1: Yeah, it was. Yeah, and they and they, and they won it all. Like there were some teams yep. that were really really bad. Like if I had got stuck with calling those teams, it could have been. I mean, I called 39 games. Like it could have been a really long summer right. right. Um, fortunately, it was exactly the opposite. So
0: that was dope. Congratulations. Thanks. Good job.
1: Thanks. I'll, and I, I do have access to the Dropbox with all the clips now. I mean, naturally. Oh, okay. um, so I'll start to to try, try and tweet some of those out. It'll be fun. Yeah. There was like, I don't know, there was like five or six walk-offs. So there's there's a few not yeah. terrible walk-off calls, I thought.
0: That's good stuff. Um, Shall we t- talk about a better... Team slightly better than the (laughs) Pittsburghers,
1: yeah. I suppose we probably should. Um, so in in my world, uh, the biggest story for the Tigers brewing right now is those all black players' weekend Ah, jerseys. How did you feel about those?
0: I feel like the concept was okay, but I feel the execution was poor. You didn't like them like the monochrome black and white, it could be kind of you know stylish. And stuff you know as detroit fans there's something good about a fairly simple white uniform but the execution was kind of bad you couldn't on the white ones you couldn't read the names and the numbers and um there was one of these teams had a uh they did a parody of the back uh the backstreet boys album where yeah it was, it was the posted. twins with, with the bullpen
1: guys yeah yeah that was really good I thought that was pretty funny
0: um so Although players' weekend to me, if you're gonna do something goofy, just go for it. I mean, try something. It's what one weekend, who cares? Where,
1: where do you come down in the whole players weekend thing? Like I, I feel like it's constantly getting bullied by the media and by fans. like I don't know where I don't I don't mind it.
0: I don't mind it either. Like, everybody's so stuffy all the time. So, like, wear goofy shoes and have nicknames. Wear your hat backwards. You know, do, like, the reds. Take your sleeves off. That
1: was awesome. I'm very behind that, for sure.
0: You know, uh, everywhere there's some Bill Plaschke somewhere, some – geriatric sports writer Jerry Green, I'm sure, in his fossilizing remains are being bitter about how people are disrespecting the game or whatever. It's like that good is, grief. That's it's for fun. sure
1: somebody I know who it is, yeah, definitely. <laughs> is old people <laughs> um so it's obviously been a long time since we've done the uh, one of these and seemingly uh one of the you know I've been watching all the time but seemingly one of the hallmarks is the uh the team using a lot of randos kind of filling in the lineup. Is that is that accurate?
0: man i they put out a, a lineup of well, every day the lineup is not good, but they put the Cabrera was out, and I think uh who else was out so I, and I just looked at the lineup and I was like, this is really pretty sad. Not I right. mean, you're leaning on guys like Brandon Dixon and Gordon Beckham to carry the freight for you
1: I believe you're you're talking about bandit and
0: and Gordo. Is that who you're, <laughs> you're I'm so, so sorry. You know, and guys like Nico Goodrum, okay, he's a fine, he's a fine, ba- he's hurt now, but he's a fine baseball player. Um, but to expect a guy like that to carry the offensive freight for you all year, that's not fair. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. Now, there was a, there was a time where, uh, game 102-ish where we were only three games better than the 03 team. Mm-hmm. that was it was getting pretty, pretty lean there. like every other starting pitchers get it was just pretty bad. Now I gotta tell you, instead of watching every inning of every game, I'll just tell you I mean I'm watching one out of every four games, you know catching parts of every two or three games. Um, I just don't have a lot of my emotion and self to invest in watching so much losing baseball.
1: Yeah, that is completely fair. Um, and I actually talked about this with Vito earlier. Um, we we're We' were discussing the um, differences between this team and, and the 2003 team. Um, there were green shoots in 2003 of what was to come in 2006. Like you had, sure. you had Murath and Bondo and, and Nate Robertson, Craig Monroe was part of that team. Monroe. yep. Where are the green shoots in this just abysmal team that okay. are going to lead to a successful turnaround in three, five, seven years?
0: Right. And that's, that's the question. I think, I mean, Gordon Beckham is not the future of this club.
1: Wait, wait, right? hold on. Hold on. I, I wasn't ready
0: for that <laughs> for revelation. That, that stutter. <laughs> just dropping truth bombs on you um so we're catching some signs um i mean Jake Rogers maybe Jake Rogers defense maybe yeah um we are seeing some stability out of Daniel Norris that's true yep he's i mean he's not setting the world on fire but at least it's it's consistent right yeah I I suppose that's true. Um, So for him, that's that's success, I think. Um, What else are we seeing? I think we're learning about guys like Candelario and Stewart and maybe Harold Castro. And I think we're learning – and Dawal Lugo. I think we're learning that we do not have – High value assets on our hands.
1: Yes, I would agree. I think that's we've more learned what we don't have than what we do. If that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm just rephrasing what you said, but.
0: Right. I'm right. I think we're learning. We have a lot more work to do than what we would have hoped for. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of quad a guys. And uh, it's. Yeah. Uh so, we you know, I played this game with another, uh, knowledgeable Tigers person not so long ago and we you've tried been
1: to, you've been pod cheating. Is that, is that, no,
0: this was a, you know,
1: off just, just off a regular just conversation, a conversation with, with yeah. words in one. Okay.
0: Right. So how many current Tigers are contributing in 2021 in a meaningful way?
1: I think there's a chance Matt Boyd is Matt Boyd. Yep. Um, Turnbull? Mm, I I mean maybe yeah, you possibly. Don't know, right? Yep.
0: Um Joe Jimenez. Maybe. maybe. So I mean
1: I mean, I th- I think there's a chance that Norris is Norris. still around. I don't know that I would say that I would put any stock in him contributing. Um, and, and Michael Fulmer, and then everything else has got to come from the farm, like literally everything
0: else, everything else. So in two years we have, you know, four or five guys, Mm -hmm. that's it. It's Mm -hmm. not good.
1: Now I do think that I, I mean, you know how I feel about Willie Castro. He is technically right. I wouldn't necessarily contribute, you know, put him with the group that's been so bad this year. I do think that they're. I mean, I, I told you in spring training, I think he's the, the shortstop of the future. Yep. um and and I do think that Nico could be the seldom used utility man in yep. two or three years he he does a lot of good things just not in a hey let's start him and hit him clean up every week every night kind of way right um, but
0: most of the guys we're seeing on this team are are just are are placeholders i hate I, I hate to dog on them but they're just placeholders well,
1: let's take Harold Castro for example he hit cleanup what tonight or last night Wow. yeah um on right. any normal team you look at harold castro and think yeah that's probably a guy they should send back to to triple a
0: right for us he, he is like sitting at the top of the lineup yeah.
1: one of the like standout players of the year like that that tells you everything you need there isn't anyone else yeah um uh, how have you thought about demerit since since uh joining the team
0: uh is it demerit demerit I think I gotta say sure. Is I'd it Demerit? Be. Demerit. Anyway, yeah, okay. Um, he's been steady. We needed a bat, like I mean, he we is... traded for him, and then oh, here you come, bud. Come on up. Um, he's shown some patience at times,
1: which is not in his minor league makeups. So that's actually which not...
0: seemed kind of yeah, that wasn't his thing, but he's walked ten times. and 94 or 83 at bats
1: really not actually that bad of a a rate he seems to me kind of a um a true three outcome player with plus speed i mean is that yeah kind of
0: his defense is is nick ask he's not he's not gonna win gold gloves well, to be um,
1: fair, there is a huge difference or huge space between winning gold gloves and Nick Castellanos.
0: Right. Um, so, I, yeah, I think what they got for Shane Green with, uh, you know, a top 10 prospect and demerit, it's looking better than when I first thought. When I first thought, I thought, oh, they got a lot better. Hall for Nick than they got for Green, but I reverse that. I think they got they did a lot better with Green. Yeah, I
1: think part of the problem with with trading Shane Green is that we set our sights on you know Tuki Toussaint or some of these yeah, guys that were just good guys, frankly too Jackson? high up the. Yeah, Alex Jackson. I mean, he's yeah. he's whatever. He was a first round pick, but he's not anything special. Okay. Um, and then we ended up with the who guy in the organization, and you know it could be
0: worse yep um what else do we want to talk about
1: let's we're on a little long already but i do want to talk about the fennec thing um do you yeah so like i've missed a lot of the summer but let's uh it's been an interesting summer for for fennec um the tone in his articles have changed over the last couple weeks and then there was the uh incident with verlander bit of a ruckus uh I mean, are we just going to assume that everyone is aware or do we do we want to spell this out?
0: I'll try to give a super quick recap. There we go. It was after an Astros game in Houston and three security guards were at the entrance to the clubhouse and forbade um, Anthony Fennec, who writes for the free press, to Mm -hmm. enter along with the other the rest of the scrum of reporters. They go in in mass and they do their interviews and they feed off each other's questions or whatever. So there's not a lot of duplication. Well, everybody else was allowed in and Fennec was not. And it came to light. And then eventually, uh, several minutes later, kind of when things were wrapping in, he was allowed in, but then Verlander was gone. So it had come to light that Verlander had instructed the club and instructed the security guards to keep Fennec out because uh, they had some kind of beef and uh, Verlander accused him of unethical reporting or behavior. Yeah. So that's basically the wrap and, up. Right. Well, the, the other important detail is the uh, Baseball Writers Association and the Collective Bargaining Grit Agreement reeked out forbid this kind of exclusion Yeah. if you are a member and an accredited writer or whatever you are allowed in with the rest of them and the Astros kind of doubled down but what they did was clearly off policy a violation of the policy yes and um, there so far has been no consequence
1: I actually that the the aftermath is actually what I wanted to, to, to talk about here um, so clearly uh, I mean the the writers the the free press have the the upper hand here um they came out with all kinds of like petty shade throwing digs at verlander over the the you know days to follow that um jv kind of just came out with a you know i have an issue with him what happened is what happened type of tweet um Nobody came out looking even remotely okay from this. No,
0: I'm not on either. I'm not on either side. And I'm generally lean on the non-billionaire side, you know, of this scenario. The, the, The underdog here is is Fennec and the free press as much as they can be. But they both don't look particularly good. No. And
1: I. I. I mean i wouldn't necessarily put us as part of the tigers media but i know we're, no, we're supposed to um support the people who are getting us our news sure but yep. the um sanctimonious hand wringing of the uh writing community at large over the situation took me a little bit aback it's not like Verlander was trying to stifle his First Amendment right of the um, freedom of the press or something like like this was an isolated incident, which I know you can say, well, if it's if it happens here, it could happen there. But he doesn't like him. There's clearly something going on there that's extra but professional.
0: The, sure. But the thing is, Verlander does not have to look at him, respond to him, answer his questions. He, uh, they're only allowed to Sit, the access on the same level and Verlander violated that and that's out of bounds.
1: I don't know. It I am loath to, you know, blatantly uh side with somebody on the you know on, on another team. It just right. it's not I was going to say it's not out of character for Verlander because he definitely has kind of an alpha dog um thing about him. But this isn't something that you oh, yeah. s- I mean obviously not this specifically, but like I don't know. If Verlander doesn't go out of his way with stuff like this I don't know it's it's just a really interesting situation it just adds to the the list of like what the heck is going on
0: the bigger problem is with the Astros not Verlander and I mean the league should give them a at least a slap on the wrist to say no you can't do this anymore and if they do that okay we're fining you uh five thousand dollars or whatever don't let it happen again and it becomes a non-story and we're done with this forever And it's going to go
1: away anyway. So. Oh, I, I think that it already has gone away. I just yeah, think for that sure. the whole thing has been, has been really, really interesting. I don't know. I'd, I'd love to know the inside story. We'll probably never get it. but.
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
1: luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365
0: day returns
1: um all right let's move on to your power rankings
0: man oh stretch here oh my boy. power rankings are a little rusty. Um, so we, we talked about the Northwoods league a little bit. Did you know that there is another league that is going to be bubbling up again here very soon? They recently unveiled some logos and yes, I am talking about the XFL. (laughs) Uh, Do you remember the original XFL hall? How old are you?
1: Uh, 30. So I, I was young, but yeah, I do
0: remember it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you were, but yeah, the XFL with you know he hate me. Yeah. And the run to the middle line and all these gimmick stuff. Mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of like the XFL the first iteration. I believe that I don't you know, like
1: we'll it. See. Yeah, for sure.
0: Well, we'll we'll see. Anyway, so I have for you, North American, uh, professional sports leagues. Oh. Okay. The leagues, not the sport. I'm talking about the league. the leagues
1: themselves. All right. Yeah.
0: The quality of the league. OK, All right. Starting in at number seven is NASCAR, as much as that's a, a league or an organization. NASCAR is pretty good. It gets itself on TV a lot. It's got a lot of money. I mean, it's down off its, you know peak right it used to have a stranglehold remember when election time would come around and they talk about nascar dads Mm -hmm. and stuff like that they don't talk about that anymore nascars last a little bit of of prestige and and panache but you still see a lot of nascar i've been to nascar races they are um they're interesting they're exciting and fun are are they do it yeah i've been to one and i would describe
1: it as neither interesting nor exciting or whatever you just said
0: really i think they're way better in person than actually well yeah but that bar is incredibly low anyway there's there's seven Uh, there's not there's not that many leagues okay that's true nascar all right here we go number six the wnba okay this is america's best female league I think they do it better than the, than the soccer or the softball or whatever. Um, and you, they, they appear on TV occasionally. They're, we're doing, they're doing okay. The WNBA. All right. Bill Lambeer coached him. That's good. He's, he sometimes
1: stops into the campground to get propane. Real talk. Bill does. Bill does. Yeah. I've seen bill like three times.
0: He's a gamer. (laughs) Um, yeah, the grant, what is, what was it? The, uh, Oh, shoot. Detroit. Shock, right? Shock. Yeah, they they won a championship. Yeah. Yeah,
1: definitely. It's right. exciting. That's pretty much what I have. Yeah.
0: Coming in at number five is the NHL. Now, the NHL is obviously the premier hockey league in the world. And, you know, the Red Wings are a big name or whatever. But tell me, Jordan, how many current hockey players can you name? It's under 10. I possibly I, under five. I could probably get to 10 somehow if I thought of enough Red Wings. Abdelkader. Uh <laughs> Yeah. So <laughs> that's my one because <laughs> from Muskegon or whatever. Um, the NHL, um, they're doing pretty good, I think, with the NBC sports package and stuff. You can you can access a lot of NHL. NHL games if you want to but you know I think the league is just too diluted there's too many teams and there's too many players you how do you follow a storyline of a of you know a team in Winnipeg or you know Phoenix or I think whatever the answer Not... is you don't yeah that's what I'm saying they're kind of low yeah they're five number four is the MLS oh see
1: <laughs> your mentions <laughs>
0: Do you, MLS Do you
1: not know where you record a podcast? MLS I I would I'm like to distance started... myself from this. I do not want you in my mentions. <laughs> I have no feelings on MLS whatsoever.
0: MLS I'm kind of I'm kind of starting to dig the MLS a little bit more. They have um Ibrahimovic. Oh yeah. Vlad. Vlad. Yeah. He is freaking entertaining. Oh yeah. He's, He's straight up box office. I didn't watch the show. I didn't watch the game, but the El Trafico, which is a spoof of El Clásico with the two Los Angeles teams. I thought that was brilliant. It's pretty good. It's it's pretty good. It ranks right up there with naming with Estadio Casteca, which I think is hilarious for Casteca high school. (laughs) That is pretty fun. I hadn't heard that one, but that's really funny. Estadio Casteca is great. Um, And then they got the Northwest teams, you know, Portland and Vancouver and Seattle, and that's like a big high drama thing. They got a lot going for them. Yeah. I mean, uh Miguel Almar El uh, Marone, who plays for Newcastle United right now came from Atlanta. So they're developing some bigger name guys. I think MLS has got a lot going for them. The sport's growing, you know,
1: but they're only it, about money, Eric. For sure. Yes, yeah. uh, It was a, wish, it was a joke because all sports leagues are, yeah, primarily. I about would
0: money. love if soccer in America had relegation and and in that'd be awesome, but they don't.
1: No. It's and it's I mean, this is a baseball show, not a soccer show, but it's primarily due to travel costs. I mean, that's kind of the big drawback. Okay. Um, but okay. yeah, no, I am I I rarely ever bring myself to watch MLS, but if there was an MLS team in Detroit, I would be 1000% in. It'd yeah. be.
0: Yeah, and you know, Detroit city, you're you're it is what it is. You're plucky and fun, but yeah. <laughs> you see your mentions <laughs> oh, no. you have get... pissed
1: off the wrong people oh my good gosh good for have, you
0: detroit city have fun i just want to give you a noogie and say go out there and get them slugger oh my gosh <laughs> <I, laughs>
1: this will be a test of how many people actually listen to us because yeah anyway they are yeah, not okay. nice i will just put it that way they are not nice people
0: love you love you detroit city la rouge or whatever sure. okay uh coming in at number three is our boys the mlb really? major league ball number three yeah um th- they have a lot going for them in that their clubs have more loyalty than i think anybody else i mean the the yankees the red sox the dodgers the Cubs. i mean cardinals
1: Tight. i mean there's a
0: lot of people are just I. Uh, they they sell caskets with mlb logos on i mean it's there you will not find more people now people are dedicated to their team they're not necessarily dedicated to the league
1: that's correct so that
0: and another thing with mlb is like it's hard to access your favorite team like you're we're seeing it with the tigers now like you had to get the regional sports network but they were bought out by sinclair you there's always these blackouts i know a lot of a lot of leagues have blackouts, but baseball always seems to make it especially hard to get to what you want to see.
1: Yeah, they seem to have a hard time getting out of their way for marketing purposes. For sure. Yeah.
0: And then for a while, they're going to crack down on gifts and, all. you know, the thing with the pitching ninja guy. And I was like, come on, baseball. They're doing your work of promoting your league. Yeah. Yep. And baseball is not very good at marketing their stars.
1: no. I mean, I, so, I, I genuinely think that if I walked down a street in Los Angeles and saw Mike Trout, there's a 50-50 chance I would not, like, instantly recognize him.
0: That's probably true. You'd walk recognize his walk because he walks like he's got something up his butt. That's true.
1: Stuff. Yeah, that I would probably recognize. And that is, I mean, inarguably on his way to being the greatest player ever oh, who plays in the second yeah. biggest city in America. Like, he
0: he might be the when it's all said and done he might be the greatest baseball player of all time and all he's time. Playing right now in his prime anyway okay number 2 is the nfl um the nfl has got some problems with <laughs> concussions and you know the the commissioner's kind of a dope but <laughs> they still capture america's imagination unlike anybody else they g- yep. still get so much attention the super bowl is a is a phenomenon unto itself. It's easy to watch the NFL. It's always on stations that you can get to and even lame games. um, People talk about they have they have more league wide reach than anybody else. People will watch crappy NFL games because it's football, because it's the NFL. Yep, absolutely. Number one is you got to guess NBA, the NBA. The NBA does a pretty good job. Yeah, definitely. Right. Um, People, uh, sports radio, talking TV heads are always talking about the NBA. And there's a good reason there. It's accessible. The players are accessible. You recognize a lot of people. It's a fairly entertaining product on the court. Um, It's relatively easy to get tune into a game um there's always like soap opera drama stuff yeah like for and, sure and people follow that's something to follow the players are personalities not only on the court but off the court and the nba does a pretty good job of promoting them yeah so and, the nba is the, I think
1: the and the kid. kids are super into the nba oh, like even got a lot of future yeah definitely
0: nba okay um third worst three worst the third from the worst is the xfl and I haven't even seen them yet. <laughs> well, what, what are you doing? Uh, like, why can't somebody make a sub NFL league work? Well, how hard can it be? Like this, the AAF or whatever didn't even last at all. I mean, like, how hard can this be? People apparently, v-
1: very hard. Like a lot. Of, um, the thing is, is you're not just competing with the NFL; you're also competing with college football. I mean, that's that's true. So you have,
0: two, but there's still a, a lot of appetite
1: for football. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't get the whole football thing, but we we've,
0: we've been over that a million times. We'll we'll see once what the XFL does this time. Uh number 2 from the worst is the PGA tour. Like I don't what events are important, what events are not, who's go, who's which golfers are there. Yeah, like, no idea. Either you're a golf guy or you're not. I at would all.
1: yes, I would 1000% agree with that. Yep, that's There's spot a on. reason
0: why Tiger Woods Is the one big draw for them because that's the only name like anybody knows. Yeah, pretty much. Like, if they should be doing a better job of like, anyway, the PGA Tour is not that good. Number one worst league, you got to guess. I don't have a guess here, no. The Arena Football League. They went bankrupt a little a few years ago and now they're back. They got six teams plus Cleveland, which is on hiatus. They (laughs) used to have the Arena League and the Arena League Two. They had a minor league arena league for a while. They were so big and popular. And then it all they went bankrupt. It all came crashing down, which pains me because this is Grand Rapids' like most prominent championship. When the Grand Rapids Rampage – I still have my black Rampage visor and they had a sweet logo. Do you wear it upside pants? down and backwards? I should. That would be a look. As can say. <laughs> um the, the the arena league just pissed it all away. How did you screw it up so bad, at arena league? Remember when you know the um, Gruden boys were in Florida and everyone was talking about arena league and Garcia and uh, Kurt Warner? Like they they had it kind of going on, and then it's it's crap. Way to go, arena league. Screwed it up. That's power rankings. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. Wow,
1: that was something. Did you like that? I did. Nice. That, was a, that was a good one. It's been a while since I've had anything power inked for me, so that was <laughs> an experience. Um so a couple different things that I've saw on the side of the road while running. I didn't actually get a lot of running in this summer. Um, I primarily was at the ballpark every night eating uh, free corn dogs and fries. Um,
0: talking with your mouth full. Yeah,
1: no, I, I pregame. And I...
0: <laughs> didn't Jim prize it up? Yeah, no. Um,
1: but uh, just a couple days ago, actually, there was a um, so you know like kind of the uh, clear plastic totes that have the lid on it.
0: Yeah, sure, like a Tupperware except for Yeah, except
1: for for bigger. Um, It was on on the side of the road, and it was labeled um, board games and puzzles. And there was just board games spewed out on the the side of the road. I'm assuming it was like on the back of their truck or camper or something like that, and it fell out. So wherever they they end up, the kids will not have to suffer through board games. (laughs) So that's that's a nice bonus for them. Um, Yeah. And then also, um, so I I told you about the the place that has um, tomatoes in air quotes and cukes not in air quotes on their the like farm stand (laughs) on the sign, right? Well, there was uh, apparently now that they are they're getting into growing herbs, and basil was in air quotes, which basil. If you're asking me, an herb in air quotes that has a very different connotation.
0: To mm-hmm. Me like
1: yep. yeah, this is basil. Come in and get some.
0: Get some of our basil. So, backy um, oh, to basil. So,
1: possible drug activity on my running <laughs> route. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep you apprised of that as the as the fall unfolds. Very good. All right, let's get into some Twitter questions. We're running long, so maybe we'll cut these ones short. The first one comes in from our buddy Jacob Skronik. Um, which is this is his last um question before he leaves for China, so we'll for oh, sure wow. get to this one um so i I made reference to that I dislike um so China. do you guys watch the um the kids baking championship
0: on Yes. food network my my kids love it, yeah. Okay. So
1: there's a girl on, on it this year that is from the South and I just can't stand her. Like she leans into, Oh, I'm Southern and so cute so much. It drives me bonkers. Anyway. So I said that I, I hate her more than I've hated any other kid on the, on any season so far. Anyway. So that's where this comes from. He says, uh, which of the current tigers team or TCU tigers cinematic universe, which I appreciate would be the best baking contestant or judge.
0: Oh, I don't know. Um, well, to go on your southern theme, I don't know. Could southern people cook good, bake good? I guess it would be uh, Nico.
1: Yeah, I could see Nico being a good judge. I could see John Hicks being a good judge.
0: John Hicks looks like an eater. He would. En- well, he, he would talks enjoy about cheesecake. Yeah. Cheesecake. He get when they win or he get does something good. They get cheese, gets cheesecake. cheesecake.
1: I don't know that it's healthy to use food as a motivator like that. Like it's one thing if it's a dog, it's, it's a little different as a human, but you know, that's neat. Stop,
0: stop judging
1: me. If it were a vegan baking contest, I'm sure Norris would be able to take part.
0: Yeah. If it doesn't taste like, you know, grass or something, you know, he is not interested.
1: So anyway, so do you guys watch the like holiday one too?
0: Uh, I don't know it's been a while Hall.
1: anyway there's so there's on the on like the seasonal ones there's this really mean lady named Lorraine that she just like <laughs> chews out the people when they don't do good but she's not on the kids one which I think would be so funny to see her just you're like,
0: watching the one with Duff Goldman and uh, what are Valerie right Is yeah that the one you're talking about yeah, yeah okay.
1: but there's they're so nice to the kids sometimes the kids yeah. need to be told they suck wow real talk Okay, um, so let's move on. Nicholas Holler says, which one player should the Tigers realistically try to sign this offseason?
0: Who was it? Um, Evan – why can't I think of it? Uh, Woodbury had an article with a couple suggestions I thought were good. One I thought was interesting, Alex Avila.
1: Yeah, let's go ahead and not do that.
0: Alex Avila. Hunter Pence was another one he had recommended. Yeah, let's not do that
1: either. Um, I was Uh, was looking at some of the – some of the arms. There's a couple of reclamation projects. Um, I'd let Michael Waka. Like I haven't, I haven't spent a lot of time diving into their numbers. Michael Waka has had some success. Michael Pineda, um, and then Wade Miley's had a, a bonkers year for Houston this year. Huh. Um, I wouldn't necessarily mind one of those guys. Like you know, kind of a placeholder. I'm not sure that any of them are looking for four years. Just somebody to to keep this spot warm for some of the guys coming up. Um, Yeah. Next year is
0: not going to be good either. No. (laughs) I hate to crap on our own parade, but,
1: and I wouldn't mind seeing them sign a hitter like Corey Dickerson, somebody, somebody like that, at least platoon as a lefty. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Platoon, platoon with a guy like demerit or, um, Kristen Stewart, you know, somebody just to give you some, just somebody that
1: doesn't suck. No offense to all the guys we have. Um, Robin Runyon says, how will you celebrate her birthday?
0: Um, I don't, wearing some stylish sunglasses, Robin. <laughs> I think that would be a good choice.
1: Yeah. I don't, I don't know that I own it. I own sunglasses. I don't know that I would say I own any stylish sunglasses.
0: I bought a pair of white ones. Oh, I, no I can of. for sure
1: see you in white sunglasses. Yeah. 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 and
0: somebody, somebody came up to me and they're like, Oh, those are cool glasses. Where'd you get them? I'm like, uh, Meyer. <laughs> I felt kind of bad.
1: Yeah, if you either need to like say, you know, up your butt or like make up a store. I, I think Meyer is not an acceptable answer there.
0: Yeah, I should've I should've came up with a cooler lie for sure.
1: Yeah. Jeremy Troya says, why are we still watching this
0: team? Um sometimes we don't. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. We're gonna get angry comments. We're yeah, for get sure don't tell the, the, the
1: reviewer fight. reviewers, yeah, yeah. definitely.
0: What kind, of, what kind of crap podcast? is the guys don't even watch the Tigers. They're trying to talk about the Tigers. You know what we do, okay? I do. I watch the Tigers. It's just been in a more leisurely leisure. Pace. Yeah,
1: there you go. Um, Michael okay. Litzner asks, "Who would win a seven-game series? The 2003 Tigers or the 2019 Tigers?" It's a good question.
0: Who would win a what?
1: Uh, a seven-game series?
0: Oh, for sure. The 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 2019
1: Tigers are better.
0: Way better. Way better. Are they? They're they're eight games better right now.
1: Who who are we throwing in this series that's going to get us the W's?
0: Well, you, Boyd, Boyd, Boyd Norris, and Edwin Jackson <laughs> for sure. Dude, Ejax is a, is a salvation. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't turn, know how we yeah. glossed
1: over that. Edwin Jackson is making starts for us in two thousand nineteen.
0: That's a little bit that's a little bit problematic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's been kind of a best, but we are better than all three for sure.
1: All right. Uh, two more. Uh, Kamel asks us, uh, what things should we be watching for the ti- for the Tigers until the end of the year? Which is this is actually a little bit of a positive question. I like it.
0: Yeah, I like this, too. Um, watch Jake Rogers arm. The, the even just tonight, he threw some guy out at third. I think it was Puig um that's fun to watch don't don't watch him hit too close i mean just watch him catch and throw that's that's a fun thing watch willie castro um yeah those those are some things to watch for see if look out for some power whether a demerit uh stewart reyes you know some of these guys see if see if some power develops
1: reyes yeah. that's all i got yeah, for, sure, for sure reyes um and then our buddy <laughs> keenan He's... at tiger underscore lifer says i'm just moving right along from that um which tc pit spitters uh position pitcher and position player should the tigers be looking to acquire as 40 man additions this september and beyond um there are some so there's nobody on the pit spitters that i think their future is in the big leagues there are some guys that i thought you know they could spend some time in a the system they had a a uh, 6 foot 9 lefty that pumped upper 90s uh control oh, that,
0: that place <laughs>
1: control was spotty when it when he was on it was just lights out
0: But that's Um, what scouts are looking for. They're not looking for polish. They're looking for promise and potential. I mean, he
1: he will for sure get drafted. I I believe he's committed to go play at South Carolina next year. Like, he'll for sure get drafted. Um, Mm -hmm. And then there was a couple guys that had real good – we had two guys that were 2-1 to walk to strikeouts um, on the year. I don't know. The the extra base pop will have to develop. One is the second baseman, Mario Camiletti. Um, And then there was a couple, a couple starting pitchers that I really like, including Andrew Hoffman, who was the Northwoods league pitcher of the year. Um, So you'll appreciate this. He has a fastball, a changeup, a curveball that is 12, six and a slider that breaks almost perfectly horizontally. Like how often do you see that? It was very aesthetically pleasing. I really, so he's
0: got a a fairly solid four pitch arsenal
1: can spot almost any of them. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, the, the fastball 89, 91, like it, but he's six five like that'll it'll eventually play up he's probably but in that in that
0: league throwing 91 fastball i mean that plays doesn't it
1: oh yeah definitely yeah i mean that was about as hard as any of the starters Mm -hmm. that i saw i mean some of the relievers came out right in heat or whatever but um yeah so anyway that is that's who we should go ahead and add to the 40 man i mean we could probably put him in the system i'm not sure they'd be taking the rule five but you know
0: yeah no (laughs) dude you're not worried about losing them no but somebody could take them
1: yeah it'd yeah, be nice um so if you want to get in touch with the show you can uh i am at jordan hall 23 and once again please go vote for my picture um oh, you, you will not regret <laughs> it um we will have a, a victory parade down the streets of traverse city when i bring home the prize um eric you're at eric's eric wayne's brain yes okay um and at podcastianos and leave us a review but anyway, that brings us to the end of the show. It's been a long wow. time. This was this was good.
0: We did it. I gotta tell you, I'm a little tired. I mean, it's fatiguing. Gotta get my get my legs get you know get stretched out, as they say.
1: <laughs> so I'm just looking down at the the like uh, episode summary from the last show. It has mention of Reed Garrett going back to the to the Rangers. That was wow. the last show we did. A lot of life has happened since then.
0: You, yep, we we missed a a lot of losses it's
1: a there. lot of losses anyway thank you guys for listening Thanks. Yeah, um guys. we'll try great. and we'll try and be back on a more weekly uh basis through the rest of the season we'll we'll see it's i mean you guys are watching it too it's a bloodbath but if nothing else we can get on here and talk about some nonsense as
0: we we listen. always have fun we'll t- we try to entertain you the best we can talk about some tigers it'll be great
1: with that being said we'll catch you guys next week and eat them up tigers eat them up goodbye